0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Melina Lee Williams Haas. I deeply appreciate you listening and taking the time to hang out with me. I will be addressing issues of life, the universe, and everything that are often bogged down and mired in shame and grief And talk about how they can be repackaged to be useful and gorgeous and fucking awesome for you So, sit back and relax, or, you know what, sit up and freak out However, you prefer to listen Let's go You would think the words, I don't have anything to say, would never be uttered by me, and yet, that is all I have done for the past 24 hours. Of course, I do have things to say. Like, I have a lot to say, actually. I am going through it with my family. My immediate family, that is. My immediate blood family, I should be more specific. I am not alone in this. After posting a post weeks ago, many weeks ago, actually, about some processing I was doing around my mother choosing not to come to see the opera that her son-in-law wrote for her daughter in Europe and understanding that what she had said to me initially was that she had some health concerns and that she was anxious about flying. And I said, look, I will spring for business class for you. I'm just so grateful and humble to be in a position where I could even offer that. And I know that flying can make you pretty anxious, but how about we get you a prescription for some anti-anxiety medication? If your doctor won't give it to you, then I can help you try to obtain it. And because it would be so important to me. And she said she would think about it. And then I never heard anything else. And then I realized, you know what else I never heard like, I never heard, oh my gosh, you know, I really wish I could be there. I'm so sorry I can't. And then I started unpacking and opening up a lot of other boxes for me. around a lot of other shit with my family and my own shit. And the thing is, how I process is because of the command I received from my higher power when I had my crazy ass run in with a multi-armed elephant-headed Hindu deity about six months after getting sober. It's my, my job to live my life publicly and out loud. And part of what I wanted to do and part of what I was trying to do in sharing my, my thoughts and my feelings and my sadness and my triumphs is not just to inspire and help other people, but it's genuinely to get the feedback because sometimes in your own silo, you can really feel like maybe you don't know how big or how small your emotions are. And in getting that feedback from my people online, I was hoping to see whether or not I really needed to go to my mother with these issues. And I got some really good feedback. It was really helpful for me. And what I had started to figure out was, you know what? I'm a fucking grown-ass adult, and that still doesn't mean that it doesn't sting when you want your mom and i also need to realize that she is the person who she is unlikely to shift a lot more and i really knew what the response was going to be if i shared my issues she would be hurt she would be sad she would explain why it wasn't her fault etc so imagine my surprise when i get a message from my mother a few days a few days ago saying well if you have anything to say to me say it to my face and pointing out a factual inaccuracy in something I had written in my initial post. I had said that she had not seen me in a performance since I was in high school, but in fact, she had come to see a performance when she visited me in San Francisco. In the 15 years I lived in San Francisco, she did come to visit me once. I did not remember that that was aligned with my also being in a show, and so I apologize for that. But then I also explained that, you know, it is, of course, my right to share my feelings with people, and the reason I did so was because I was working through my own stuff and processing it. And then her response, of course, was, well, okay, yes, I understand that, but me, 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 here's why I'm upset. And then when I said, Look, could you at least let me know who it was pass this information on to you so that they can I can have a conversation with them about this? And she declined to do so. Now the thing is that the same exact fucking bullshit occurred back in the mid-2000s when my middle sister handed off an entire email thread that had been contentious and very difficult, and about my mother, to my mother, which of course devastated her. Now, I personally feel that someone who passes on gossip or information at all to another person when they know that it is harmful and there is no benefit to that person knowing, i.e. they are not an imminent danger. There is no threat to them. They're sort of the shithead in this scenario. You know, I mean, on Reddit, am I the asshole? I feel like that person would get the heaviest asshole credit, not the person who shared the thing. And you could argue that yes, something on the internet is not held in privacy. And you're right. I happen to know that my mom is not online. So therefore, you know, it's pretty goddamn private unless someone chooses to share it with her. And I feel that the person who chooses to share something hurtful with someone is actually not their friend. (laughs) They're not doing them any favors, but of course I'm the asshole here, right? So I let go, like I really fucking let go. And I sat with it and I sat and tried to see how I felt about it. And at the bottom, at the core, there was this really tiny little glimmer of hope sparkling underneath the waves of sadness, underneath the fist of anger that would occasionally punch me in the back of the head. And then I remembered all the times I was told that I think too much, that I use words that are too big, when I never, ever lured my vocabulary over people. The last time I had a conversation with someone in my family and they said, you know, I get really frustrated when you use words I don't understand. And I said, thanks for letting me know. Is it helpful for me to just share with you that it's fine for you to say, hey, what the hell word is that? Because it's not as though I didn't have to also learn those words at some point. Because the alternative is what? That I have to stop and think, is this word too big for you? That's just condescending and terrible. I mean, I respect people, and that seems to me to be kind of horrible. And I'm not sure what even to respond to someone when they say something like that. Or when I respond to someone's question with all the information I have about something and then share my opinions, and then I'm told I think too much. Or when I'm told that I'm not open-minded when I don't want to listen to conspiracy theories. Family is tough. I'm absolutely not alone in that. Even the families that seem the healthiest and the best are often riddled with toxicity. I know for a fact that the intergenerational trauma that I am rolling with is heavy. It is heavy. And I also realized I do not have to carry it. I can make a choice and say, I love you. And because I love you, I am stepping away to love you at a distance that is healthy for both of us, for all of us in this case. This year, I'm supposed to be doing a year end retrospective with my beloved, but he's been blowing me off because, God forbid, he's all deep in his music. <laughs> And as the muse, success. But as a podcast co-host, not so much success. So I'll do the year and wrap up at some other point. But I just wanted to jump in and say, holy shit, you are so much more important than the fifis of other people. Don't, please God, don't let someone else's feelings or the sensation of obligation drag you down to the point where you are rubbing out pieces of your own personality in order to fit in. I swear a lot. And yet, when I'm around my mom, I curb my swearing so as not to offend her. Does she curb every other word being Jesus, God, Jesus, Lord, Jesus, 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 God, Lord, and Jesus? Absolutely not. Do I get 80,000 God be praised text messages every month or so? Well, I did. I probably will get fewer now. But while I respect the way she expresses her religious choices, she does not do the same for me. My way of expression is not respected. My lifestyle is looked down upon. And I kind of don't even really know why. It's not irreligious to be a pervert. But whatever. I, you, we are magnificent. And the situations of birth are absolutely not permitted to dim our fires. Fuck that shit. Fuck it right in the nose. I'm stepping into this next year with my head up, knowing that all of the stress and trials and tribulations I have endured are there to burnish my fucking magnificence. I swear to God, this feels so good. Yes, I still am hit with these waves of sadness, but by stepping away from my family of birth lovingly and saying, I care about you enough to take myself out of your lives for everyone's benefit. What happens is people are able to step in and fulfill that need. I have two amazing women who have offered their home to myself, to my owner. Jill and Vi are my moms. I have so many people who have stepped in to be my siblings. I have the love of classmates who I've known. Some of them for as long or longer than I've known my biological sisters. They are my kin. Find your people. Family is not just about who birthed who. It's about who celebrates who. It's not about being tolerated. It's about being loved and admired and people shouting from the rooftops how proud they are to be in your life. We all deserve that. We all deserve that. And I hope for that for you. And I hope for that for me too. I really do. And I know I'm getting there. I know it. I feel it. And I feel that for you. I want you to come with me on this journey to centering yourself. Because once you do that, only then, only then are you truly able to move forward with healing And you don't have to love yourself perfectly. (laughs) And you don't have to love yourself every day. But God damn it, feel how amazing you are and feel with me right now, even just for one second, just for a second, how it feels to be cherished and seen and celebrated for who you are. Because I am sending that energy to you right now with my voice, with my heart, with every single cell I can muster. I love you and I see you. And I want you to be seen and loved just as you are right now, today. Happy New Year. You've been listening to All That and Moe. Thanks so much for spending your precious, precious time with me today. My podcast is produced by Cody Crabb, theme music by Georg Friedrich Haas, as performed by Marcus Weiss, and I look forward to spending time with you again really soon.